Hello everyone, this is the Self Love Society podcast for people who are on the journey of self-discovery and wellness with a dash of foolishness sprinkled on top. This is a safe place to learn, laugh, and discover your own individual path. Hey guys, welcome back. What's it's going on? It's in Kira the Love Guru. And this is Tony Gillen, Licensed Professional Counselor. And we are so excited to have you back for another fabulous Saturday. Nope, Sunday, my bad, of self-love and a wonderful session. Yes. I hope you guys had a good time last week and that everything has been flowing well for you guys. Yeah, last week, you know, we talked a lot about expectations and, you know, I thought we had a really good conversation and I'm just excited to keep building on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But before we can build anything, we have to make sure that we always take care of home first. Mm -hmm. So, you know the question. How are you doing? How are you doing? You want me to go first? (laughs) It don't matter. You can go first Uh, for me. I want you to go first. Let me think about it. I think I went first. I think you went first last time. So I guess it's only fair that I go go first. I am doing okay. I'm doing okay. okay, You know, I'm doing well. So I can't really complain too much. You know, I, um, everything is working out, um, exactly as it should, um, in divine timing. So, um, that's a blessing. And that's something to be grateful for. Mm. So, um, especially with the holiday season coming up, um, that's something that I'm very, very grateful for that um, no matter what is thrown my way, that things always work out for the good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holidays is coming up. Yes, so you're, it seems like you have a very optimistic mindset. Yeah, right man. Now. Listen, we in the land of optimism over here. Mm. We in glass half full okay. energy over here. I gotcha. What about you? Hmm. Licensed professional. How am I doing right now? How are you doing? I don't even know. My <laughs> mind is all over the place. I, I'm just holding on with both hands for the most part. Just... I don't know. I don't know how to put a word to it. It's, it's almost like a feeling of I'm just kind of floating. Yeah. I'm just floating out here. It's kind of like it's kind of like I'm just floating in the ocean. I have no direction. It's mm. just me just laying there and I don't know where I'm going. I'm just I'm just there. I'm just there right now. So I think right now I'm in a processing place in my life where mm. I'm just running through all the things that's going on with me and figuring out okay, what what areas do I have control over? What areas do I not have control over? What steps should I take? What's best for me? What's best for others? You know, and I'm thinking about all those things at the same time. And so it, it on the outside looking in, it seems as though I'm just floating. Mm-hmm. But really, there's a lot going on in my mind. Right. And so I think that's where I'm at right now. Um, we talked a lot about, you know, last week talking about expectations and things like that. I that definitely is on my mind because, you know, as I move forward in life and relationships and things like that, I want to make sure that I'm approaching different people, each person with a clean slate. Yes. Without any added baggage or weight. Yes. You know, regardless if it's like a romantic or a business or a friendship. Friendship, like yeah. It could be anything. I just want to be able to meet people 
truly where they, where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, even with clients, like yeah. I want to make sure that when I'm meeting a client, there's no, I have no backpack preconceived on. notions. Yeah, yeah, you know, I want to be able to just really be in the moment, be yeah. present. That's my goal. That is amazing goal to have, you know, mm-hmm. to be in the be in the now and live and exist in the present. That is a wonderful um, mindset to be in, even mm-hmm. though, like you were saying, it may feel like you're floating. And you don't have any direction. It's actually the best direction to be in, because mm-hmm. when you do get that download of which way that you are supposed to go, you're not having to walk back because you've made a decision to walk in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. You're waiting. And once you get that indication, go left, go right, go up, go down, go back, go forward. You're in the best place that you need to be to get that information. You're standing yeah. still, mm-hmm. you're standing still waiting to receive. So that's dope actually. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's not, I'm not even stressed about it. It's that's not good. even stress feeling. It's just like eh. floating. I'm just floating. I, yeah. I, I'm not in a hurry to get anywhere because I don't know where I'm going. Okay, waiting water. Yeah, I'm just I'm waiting water. Yeah. So so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Well, that's okay. I'm glad we is in a situation enough Pop, to talk about the topic we got to talk. Yeah. About it's, today. It's, it's it's somewhat positive, you know. Well, before so, we get to that, we got to do the recap. Oh, the recap. So. <laughs> Let's start off with the affirmation. Affirmations. So the affirmations from last week were. Yes, I do. So the affirmation from last week were, um, I am exceptional even with my imperfections. My accomplishments don't define me. They highlight me. I make choices that further my path in my life. Those were the affirmations for last week. Um, did any of those stand out to you? Yes. Uh, so as I was reading them, you know, like I said, I like to read all three and just I, I'll feel a feeling with one of them. Mm-hmm. And so the one that I felt was where you said, I am exceptional even with my imperfections. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times... Um, and I say this as a this is a vulnerable moment. I'm, you know, I think today is going to be a vulnerable day. Yes, it, yes. You know, I always say vulnerability is my default. So Man, this is where I'm most comfortable. This is going to be one of them days, and I'm all right with so, it. You all are going to get a chance to know me a little bit more. Ooh, um, my inner my inner thoughts. <laughs> so uh, for me, um, I think sometimes I, when I see people, especially my peers, doing things, it makes me wonder if I'm doing enough. Mm. You know, I see like, you know, even colleagues or other therapists and I see the things that they're doing and I'm like, man, why don't I know how to do that? Why why didn't I think of that? You know, or people are using all this. um, I always say I'm a therapist, but it doesn't mean I'm like the smartest therapist in the world. Right. And so you have people out there who are able to use certain vernacular. Oh, man. I'll be like. I don't know what you're talking about. That jargon ain't everything. Yeah, I went to school. I got the degree. I I studied. I got all my grades and everything. But, you know, some things I don't I don't use in my everyday language. But that's okay. And so for me, I have to remind myself what 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 strategy I use is I write down everything that I've done to make it to where I am. And a lot of times after reading that list of things that I've accomplished, it reminds me that I have put a lot of work in. Yes. And so it puts things back in, into perspective. But, you know, I do have from time to time where I'm like, man, I, 
man, I'm just not doing enough. And like, we this have, person, this person is doing this. I should be way ahead. I should be at least close to this person. But we have to remember, we both, we both was in the track and field. Mm-hmm. So we have to remember, everybody can't run in lane four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Everybody's not in lane four. Somebody's in lane one, two, three, mm-hmm. five, six, seven, eight. Everybody's in their own lane. So your curve around that track is a little bit different from everybody else's. True. You're going to get where you need to go, but you have to understand that your path is different. Yep. And it's okay that your path is different. Run your race, stay mm-hmm. in your lane. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Don't worry about what another person is doing because they're, what they're doing would not work if they took what they were doing and put it in your lane. Yeah, I was actually talking to a friend of mine the other day because he was mentioning that, you know, kind of the same thing. Like, he sees other people doing all these things and he makes him wonder, like, why am I not this far? And I, I said the same thing. Like, look, everybody, everyone's life is catered to themselves. And so mm-hmm. if you if if I look at your life, I probably could have never walked in your shoes. Right. If you take your whole entire life, I would have never been able to walk in your shoes and vice versa. Right. Like everybody's life is catered to themselves. And so, you know, just remembering that, like I said, you're running your own race. Yeah. You're not running someone else's race. You're only running your own and you go in your own space. You know, um, you know, we talk about in the spirit of track and field, like you're not racing the person next to you, you're you're racing your time. Absolutely, we said this on the very first pa- yeah. podcast. Um, I quoted a uh, very dear fan, friend of the podcast, uh, Big Crit, when I said, "Big Crit, uh, <laughs> friend of the party." That's right. <laughs> when I said, uh, "You got to play it to the end." The only difference between a winner and a loser is a winner plays until he or she wins. So that's the whole thing. It doesn't matter if somebody is finishing before you or mm-hmm. you 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 winning is you finishing. That's True. it. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. like you said, you're running against yourself. You're always running against yourself. Mm-hmm. That's your competition. Who you were yesterday. True. Yep. Who I was last year. Who you yeah. were. Way ahead. Who you were any I'm way other ahead time. Yeah. Yep. Tony last year. Mm. I don't know what you was doing, man. But in Kiru was, five minutes trying. ago, mm. <laughs> child, let me tell you. So, what affirmation stood out to you, man? You know me, I be, I be all over, I be all over, all of them. Mm. So, I had a little bit of something for each one of them. So, for the I am exceptional, even in my imperfections, um, that was good for me because. Um, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and it mm. helped me it helped remind it me it helped remind it. It helped remind <laughs> it helped to remind me that everything doesn't have to be perfect. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be an exact certain way for it to be good. You know what I mean? So don't um overanalyze or over conceptualize a thing to a point to where it is useless because you're expecting for it to be perfect true so it helped me with that and then the second one my accomplishments don't define me they highlight me and um um that helped me because for the same reasons um because if I don't accomplish something on time, I feel some sort of way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like, oh well, like you were saying, I'm a failure, whatever the case may be. And I and that understanding that it's just a highlight. A highlight is just something extra. You know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't define me. It doesn't say that I am this or I'm that. You know what I mean? So 
if you accomplish something or if you don't accomplish something, that doesn't make you any more or less who you are as an individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just puts a highlight on you if you if you do accomplish it. But if you don't, you're still the same wonderful person that you are. True. So that was good for me too because you know your girl be beating up on herself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, lastly, attitude. listen, listen, I be I, worst critic. For real. Yeah. Worst critic. Um, I make choices that further my path in my life. And um that was it that was a big one for me last week because um I had to make the decision to say, um, if it's not where I'm trying to go, then I don't need to say yes to it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care what it is. I don't care how good of a cause it is, I don't care how wonderful it is, because a lot of times there will be people who will enlist me for their dreams and goals and tasks or whatever the case may be. And I'd be like, oh, that's wonderful. That's a great thing. You should do that. And they're like, yeah, I want to do that. You should help me. And mm-hmm. I only have a limited, I only have the same 24 hours everybody else has. And a lot of times I will get into situations where I overextend myself because I want this person to understand and believe in how good of a thing this is but it's this isn't this isn't furthering anything that i need to be focusing on and i got way off of track onto some other stuff because i felt like oh this is a nice thing or whatever the case may be or oh well why should i say no or oh do i really have a good reason to say no to this or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. and i had to sit back and realize that if this is not furthering my goals for my life just because it's a nice thing does not mean I have to say yes to it. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And and it's okay to say no sometimes. It's okay to walk away if it ain't for you. So that affirmation, I make choices that further my path in life is telling me to stop choosing things just because because sometimes you're tying your own hands. You're yeah, putting yeah. Out your own self in this this circle. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because you're, even though you're doing something that may be positive, it may not be productive. Why do you think that people, why do you think people do that? Why do you think people say yes when they really want to say no? I think people say yes when they really want to say no because they don't want to be perceived in a, a um, unfavorable way. Okay. And I think that they feel that um, being a kind individual that is expected of them. Okay. Cause kindness is paired with positive affirmations and yes is the ultimate positive affirmation. So they feel that using something that is contradictory to that may um counter uh act or defute um a a major character um description that they may have for themselves like if i say no to people then maybe i'm not a kind person or maybe i'm not nice so i don't want people to think that i'm not nice or not Mm -hmm. kind and a lot of times people accept or um agree to things that they may not necessarily uh want to accept or agree to you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and we have to be cognizant of that Mm-hmm. And ask ourselves, are we saying yes because we want to say yes? Or are we saying yes because someone is expecting us to say yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head right there with, you yeah. know, from like what I was thinking was the expectations. Like yeah. you have these feelings inside of you where when someone asks you something, 
you feel obligated to yeah. do it because if you don't do it, oh, what does that mean? Right, something or bad. Maybe, or maybe my life has been this, I have had this role in my entire life. And so now it's becoming. It's if become I don't do it, then who will? Yeah. yeah. If, I, if I don't take care of this person, if I don't do this task for someone, then what will happen? Yeah. And now if something happens, then I'll feel guilty because that was my job. Yeah. Even though I never asked for that job. I didn't yeah. apply for that job. I didn't. They just gave me this. I, they just birth. gave me this job. They didn't even pay me for it. And At I, and all. Yeah. And I just, I've had this my entire life. And so now I feel obligated, you know, or, you know, a little bit of codependency there where you feel like your role is to to be there for the other person before we move on past that i want to hit that job situation another just a spinoff of that sometimes and this may have a lot to do with we might touch on this a little bit today okay. but sometimes th that job that is placed on us or whatever it could be could be a negative job yeah. like the punching bag in the family or mm -hmm. the brunt of somebody's joke all the time you removing yourself from that situation is the equivalent of saying no or equivalent of saying i don't want to take up this job anymore and while other people may say say you acting funny or uh -huh. high sedity or whatever the case may Bougie. be or bougie or you think you all good all mm -hmm. that in a bag of chips because you didn't went to school and you got a college degree <laughs> or whatever. Don't be that college stuff back here. <laughs> <laughs> don't be don't be don't be all Hollywood and in in college on me. But at the end of the day, that's still that's still another form of that. Like a lot of people look at the positive, but there's a negative form to that too. Just yeah. because somebody has placed a character on you does not make it true so if somebody's always calling you uh the lazy one or um the, the annoying one or whatever the case may be and you don't feel in your heart that that's who you are you don't have to continue to live with that yeah you don't have to continue to walk or uh, play that play uh that role in the play you don't mm -hmm. have to you can decide I don't want to be a supporting cast member of this play anymore. Mm -hmm. I want to remove myself and focus on the story that I would like to write for myself. Yeah. And play that role and cultivate that character and, and the characteristics that go into that main character. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So that too, because sometimes it's a positive situation that you put yourself in and sometimes it's a negative situation that people then put on you. You know you what know, I mean? Yeah. You know what to add to that. Yeah. It made me think about how, like, in a lot of black families, when mm -hmm. we're kids, our, you know, elders, they'll make us do all these random tasks. Like, they'll <sighs> call you all the way from the other room to go get them a glass of water. Oh, that gone remote. Yeah, get the remote for me. Like, I feel like what that does with us <laughs> is that it builds this expectation that we're supposed to take care of them. Yeah. Now, it could be healthy, but it could also be unhealthy. Yeah. Especially when the tasks are minuscule you know, they're not like, hey, uh -huh. you know, go get your mom's medicine because she really needs it. It's like trivial things like, oh, go, go, go in the can, kitchen and grab I it can off make the table you do for this. Me. And I'll I, I never forget. <laughs> I will never forget this. Never forget. <laughs> That's what you desire. That's what you desire, boy. No, I was uh, triggered. I remember being upstairs <laughs> and we lived in like a two family, uh, not two family, like a two story house. And I remember being upstairs. I was upstairs watching like, Whatever cartoon. And I was just in my own world. And my phone rings in my grandmother's room. And I'm like, who's calling? So I answer it. And my grandma says, hey, can you come downstairs and come give me a glass of water? Now, mind you, she's sitting in the living room, which is right next to the kitchen. I am upstairs in another room. And you call me all the way downstairs to go next door to the kitchen 
to get, grab you a glass of water. You were more than capable of doing that. And I think that happens so much <laughs> with families. And I think as kids get older, they feel like this. This um, I ain't never this, going over this that connection. <laughs> they feel this this um, this responsibility mm-hmm. for making sure that the other people have what they need. Mm-hmm. And I see that a lot with you know going to college, and you see things happen because families it happens in families. Things happen. Mm-hmm. People get sick. People pass away, and you start seeing people kind of leave. Yeah, they give up their opportunity. They drop out completely. to go back and be. I had to do a help that. to that to their family. Yeah, I, I feel like that, that comes that that's like trained as they're younger. Yeah, yeah. I it's something I thought about just recently. Mm-hmm. Wow. Huh. Interesting. So trigger warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> so next we talk about the journal prompt. So yes, the journal prompt for everyone who was following last week. And if you weren't, it's okay. We're gonna fill you in. Um. It was it was by expectations, but um, the question was, what are the what expectations do you have for yourself, and are they helping or hurting you? You want me to answer? Yeah. Okay. My expectations that I have for myself is to become financially free, obtain um, all of the higher education that I want, and overcome familial traumatic cycles to put my future kids in a better situations. That's my expectations that I have for myself. Are they helping or hurting me? I feel like that it's helping me because these are things that I um, put on myself. I feel that all these expectations give me the guidelines of something to reach for and to strive for on a day-to-day basis. So I feel that it is helpful to me. None of these things were things that someone told me I had to do. These were things that I decided that I wanted in my life. Now, were they these always my expectations? No. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a lot of expectations that were put on me before, but after doing a lot of work and a lot of, trial and error and mistakes and starting over and all kinds of stuff. Mm. I got to the point to where I really sat down and realized what I wanted out of my life and how, how that looked to me. And then after I realized what I wanted, how that looked to me, um, I sat back and I analyzed, okay, what, what does it take to create that? And then after I've, figured out what it took to create that okay well what can i do every day what can i put in my mind to do every day to work towards that little by little to get what i want okay you know what i mean and that's where my expectations thrive from i didn't always have the healthiest childhood Mm -hmm. i strive i want to have that for my children Mm -hmm. so i when i say breaking familiar bonds and stuff like that. That means dealing with trauma, digging up trauma, understanding where that comes from, confronting those situations, working through those things. Because when it comes down to it, if I shove it down, it's not going to do anything but just repeat in a cycle to my children. Or if it comes back up in my children or whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. I will know how to handle it because I handled it. You know what I mean? A lot of reasons why things repeat over and over again is because the parent doesn't know how to deal with it because they never dealt with it. Uh They just repressed it. And so when their child 
comes up with the same issues that they had, they didn't look at, they don't know what to tell them because they didn't, they didn't know what to do. And then their parent didn't know. It's just like a cycle, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm really cognizant about that because there are some things that I experienced in my life that I wouldn't want my child to experience. Or if they do experience those things, I want them to at least have a different level of support than I did. Mm -hmm. So that's, that is a positive motivating situation for me. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it's not a negative reinforcement type thing. It's a positive reinforcement type thing. And financial freedom, I just want my children to be able to have the ability. This, a lot of this stuff comes from, probably comes from a negative place that I turned into a positive thing. Uh You know what I mean? Like, I just want them to have the ability to, um, have choices okay you know what i mean like i don't want them because i remember growing up and deciding what i wanted to do in my life and not really being encouraged to have the ability to dream freely because i was poor Mm -hmm. and i need to make a practical decision in my education or in my choices i don't want that for my kids i want them to feel free to choose what they feel resonates with them but that financial freedom goes into that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of my expectations for myself are stemmed into me creating a better situation for the next generation. Okay. So that's where I'm at. Oh, that's, that's pretty deep. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. It was I, long. I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, I think that what you said there, you know, talking about, you know, financial freedom and, making sure that you are doing the work so that your your the, the generation after you mm-hmm. gets to start from a place of of abundance without starting from a place of you know uh what's the word um Destil- destitution destitution like <laughs> they have to start from the foundation again it's yeah. like you know we'll never get ahead sometimes even below the over. sometimes even below the foundation uh-huh. carrying the debt of your parents and yeah. i don't want that i want to i'm trying to balance my mm-hmm. emotional debt yeah. so that they don't have to carry Not my just debt physical, just emotional spiritual yeah because it's have. like it's like all of that stuff is going on and yes i'm sure i carry emotional trauma from my mother and father mm-hmm. and their mothers and fathers and stuff too that's been passed on to them mm-hmm. but i'm trying my best to balance as much of it as i possibly of course i can't be per- nobody can be yeah. perfect you know what i mean but i want to at least try yeah like if you struggle with your anger like get the shit worked out don't let don't pass that on to your children for right. them to have to figure it out if you have a hard time expressing your feelings or yeah. or you know coping strategies if you just have a if you struggle with just coping with life stress work on that so that when you have children Mm -hmm. you can show them hey this is how you do it this is how i did it don't just go through life thinking oh things will get better as time goes on or they'll figure it out like no your job is to guide the new generation so that they don't have to do make the same mistakes you made i agree you know so i i definitely i i appreciate the fact that you're working through man listen you know what about you? What was your response to the general prompt? You know what? I had a hard time answering the question. Did you really? I had a hard time because 
honestly, I'm in. It's so funny when people say this. I always laugh, but I really say this a lot. I'm at a place in my life. You know, everyone always say, I'm at a place in my life. <laughs> I'm at a place in my life where no, I don't give a damn. I'm no. at a place in my life where I don't have many expectations. He said, I'm out here trying to see how this, how I this just, is about to go. I just, I think for a long time, I had a lot of expectations. I had. You know, I you know, I maybe this comes from me being the firstborn. I just mm. like, you know, you talk about like you know, birth order and how. Don't that get me started. Like, I'm a middle a, child, you be, know. Well, being the firstborn, like you're like the the experiment child. You're the one that everyone puts all the effort into, right? Because this one has to be the right one, right? We go, we, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, I always you know had this mindset of this is the way you do things. You do it this way, this way, this way. And if you do it this way, this way, this way, you get this result. And so I've always been kind of rigid in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm flexible a lot of times, but in my in my core, I am more rigid. This, this is the like, plan. This is the way that things go. Right. And so going through that my whole life, and I've experienced a lot of success with that, but I've also experienced a lot of heartbreak with that. Mm. And so I feel like I'm on this other side of my life where I'm just... I, I I like symbolism. I feel like I've walked from the mainland to the beach, right? I'm standing. Mm. I've I've walked the, the whole United States, and now I'm standing at the beach in Florida, and I'm standing there looking at the ocean, and the ocean is a whole other universe. It's a whole yeah. other. It's a whole other journey that I have no idea what's out there. You have no idea about it. Yeah, I have no idea out there, and so I'm kind of right now. I'm just I'm walking. I'm walking in the water. I'm wading in the water right now. And I'm kind of floating because mm-hmm. I have no idea where to, I'm going. It's a brand just, new experience. And so it's a freeing feeling. Yeah, it is. Like I said, it's not stressful. I'm actually, I feel probably more free than I felt in a long time. But that's and, a good, that's and, good. And like with me, you know, being able to, being, having no expectations and being free, it allows me to truly appreciate moments mm-hmm. and experiences, experiences, you know, even relationships, you know, as they come. Instead of having these expectations weighing me down, yeah, I can just appreciate everything for what it is, yeah, and kind of, you know, this is a trigger word for a lot of people. Go with the flow, you know. I mm-hmm. say, oh, don't hurt. You know, when someone say go with the flow, they trying to waste your time. Like, no, really, I am. <laughs> a go with the flow let's just see where it goes i hope that it i hope that it goes somewhere yeah i really want it to go somewhere and i'm going to be intentional about what i do right but if it doesn't i don't have any expectations for right. it to get there and because so I, this is a whole new world it's a me. whole new world and so um you know the question of you know what expect expectation do i have for myself i guess the only the only expectation i may have for myself is to use the purpose, the gift that God gave me. I love that. And just use it in whatever way, whether it's a podcast, whether it's I love you know, starting that. my own practice. Whether Come it's, on now. Whether it's, you know, doing the the virtual sessions I do with uh, the Dear Fathers organization. Yes. Shout out to y'all. Come on. Amazing work. You know, whether it's, you know, a random friend asking me, hey, you want to come help the kids with coping strategies. Come sure, on. I'll do that. Come on, run them you accolades. So like, it's, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just open and free to whatever the universe presents. To you me. know what's crazy? You know what I thought you were going to say? And it's kind of similar. What? I thought you were going to say, 
my only thing is to try new things. And that's that's kind of what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, because I'm open. You are, and that's dope. And I haven't been trying anything. I, like last week, I told yeah, you. Yeah, that's why I know, thought you were going to say because the Indian yeah, food. Yeah, I tried the Indian food. Yeah. And I went back, and I had this uh, chicken tikala. I think that's what it's called. And I was like, I don't know what this is going to taste like. Was it like. spicy? You know what? Everything, everything I've eaten, eaten from Indian restaurants so far has been spicy. Which is fine. Have spicy food. I like it. It's it is okay. good spice. But I bit into the chicken and I was like, this tastes just like chicken. What is this? It's not chicken, but it tastes like chicken. What you mean it's not chicken? What well, was it? It was vegan. It's like vegan. Oh, well, food. that's good. And so like I bit into the chicken tikala with you know with cilantro rice. And I was like, this is not bad. I still got some in the refrigerator. I'm gonna have to take it to lunch. I'm hollering. Yeah, but like, it was really good. It was really good. So, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. So today, today we are talking about triggers. Trigger, trigger, trigger warning, trigger, trigger warning, warning, trigger warning episode. So I thought it'd be fitting to kind of describe what a trigger is for people who don't know. Absolutely. So the the definition of a trigger, yes, it's a stimuli that transports us back to an event. Of our original trauma. Ooh, child. So it could be, it could be anything that identifies with your senses. It could be a, a taste. It could be yes. a smell. It could be something that you touch. Maybe it's a, something you see. Maybe it's something you hear. It could be anything that brings you back to the moment where you experienced that trauma. Okay, I got a question. Let's start it off. Okay. Do you think all triggers stem from trauma, or could you be triggered by something positively? Yeah, I think that. A trigger doesn't necessarily have to be a negative. I think more so it's it's an it's a traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. But it's any experience that resulted in a major change in your life. Mm. So it could be, you know, one one of my triggers is Space Jam, right? Space Jam. The movie Space That's my Jam. Movie. Every time I hear the song uh, from Monica for you, I will. Uh -huh. right? It reminds me of watching Space Jam because that's where the song came from. Yes. But it also reminds me of one of the best days of my life when my mother came home on a Friday uh -huh. and was like, hey, you all want to go to the movies? And uh -huh. we went to see Space Jam. And then afterwards, she took us to Pizza Hut. Things, we don't, we didn't really Ooh, do Pizza those Hut. types of things. Pizza Hut was lit back yeah, in the day. That was, was like, a whole thing. It was like a really good day because yeah. my mother never... I mean, she worked two jobs, and so we didn't have a lot of money to just do, do stuff things. like that. Yeah. And so for her to come home and be like, Hey, let's go to the movies and then let's go out to eat afterwards. Like, like I do that with my kids probably yeah. often, but when I was a kid, we didn't do that very often. Heck no. And so when I hear for you, I will, it triggers me. It triggers that emotion of happiness that I felt that day. I was just wondering that because I, I do, I'm a big music person as mm -hmm. well. And I was wondering like, does, because we always say trigger, and when we say trigger, we always mm. say it, we mean it in a and negative music way. music is a very big trigger, because music huge always trigger. reminds you of a moment. Yeah, sometimes it's a bad moment, but oh, sometimes yeah. it's a great moment. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of, you have a lot of people who are married, and they're triggered back to their weddings, yeah. based off of the song that they dance to, or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. And that's why I was like, are triggers always, because when I read that definition, too, and it said trauma, I'm like, is it always trauma? Or yeah. could it technically be something positive as well? So I really like the way that you put that when you said it's a major life change yeah. or altering thing. I really like the way that you put that. 
Yeah, you know, and like I said, it doesn't. It, I mean, a lot of times it is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be an, uh, a problematic situation that happened. Like, uh-huh. you know, um, if I'm being see vulnerable here, I would say maybe. I don't want to say that. <laughs> I don't, don't want to say that one. Not yet. Let's get let's get a few more episodes in before I start talking about that kind of stuff. But uh, like, Ooh, it could be like um. I, th- I think I said this on one of the podcasts about like listening to secular music and how oh, my, mom, my. my mom would like so when I hear like R and B music I think that was last week we was talking it about was like you know it, it, remind, it reminds me of like when my mom would make have us listening to the music but we couldn't sing it because uh-huh. she was trying to make sure that she kept us in the church in a way mm-hmm. you know, keep us connected to God and so. She, but that was how she was raised. She was raised where it was no mute, no secular music in the house. So she was like, "Well, I'm gonna do a little bit better. I'm gonna let you listen to it, but you better not sing it." Let me tell you something. I'm triggered. I'm triggered about. <laughs> There's a couple things that I'm triggered about. So, ooh, I'll give you this one. Mm, go ahead. So, I'm sorry, siblings. I love y'all, but Uh-oh. y'all know I'm not lying. Uh-oh. Okay, but anyway, so um, all of my siblings, we all own washer and dryers, right? Okay. Doesn't matter where we live, where we go, we will not live in a place that doesn't have washer and dryer hookups. Okay. This is because when we were children, my mom had five kids now, five of us, five little rugrats running around, uh-huh. and we never had a washer and dryer. Mm. And we used to have to carry all of those bags to the laundromat and sit there for a thousand years you hear me <laughs> in the most boring place of all time looking at as the world turns in the day because you know they have the worst things at the laundromat ain't nobody watching oh, yeah. the tv it's just all day you're so bored then once you're done and you folded up all the clothes you got to carry it all the way back on the bus oh man i said mm. listen every last one of us I think it was subconsciously every last one of us it was at that moment. <laughs> none of us like we will not we will not be without washer and dryer. Look, it, look listen, at each other said never again. And I, I I brought that up one year. I remember I don't even know we were all together. We just get together sometimes, and I brought that up and I was like, yeah, I find it weird. And they was like, listen, I'm not doing that. That's one thing. That's where I draw the line. I'm not going to the laundry man. <laughs> and I I realized that that's a that's a a triggering thing yeah. for for us. And uh-huh. it was just like, that was a horrible experience for all of us. You know yeah. what I mean? So we're like five different individuals grew up and moved in different directions. And we still all are like, still nah, remember, bruh. Remember nah, that bruh. Trauma. Let me tell you something. Yeah. What, what is not going to happen is me not having to wash and dry that. Ain't gonna happen. Side note, I love laundromats. I don't have, I don't have a problem with it, but I can't sit in there too long. I, I start uh, laundromat losing. I it. feel like that's the moment in my life where things stop and I can just rest for a minute. How? Because I you you can't do anything. Like you you put your clothes in the washer and the dryer, and you have to that's wait. That's the until triggering part for me. So for me, it's like. <sighs> okay, now I don't have to. I have nothing to do because I can't do anything. But you know so what? Now I, like I can a, sit and just like relax because you know, I'm I'm always busy physically. And you know mentally. what? You're right. And so, like for for me, 
Now, like you, said, if you had to carry me. your clothes on the bus and <laughs> up and down the street, you know, I can understand how that's traumatic to have to go to a laundromat. Yeah, man. You mm -hmm. a kid, you ain't trying to do none of no, that. No. But you know what? These new age laundromats ain't that bad because they you can get it out. No, and they have an app. They have an app on your phone. They can tell you, you can leave and, and it'll tell you when your stuff is done and come oh, back. That's high tech stuff. I yeah. don't do all that. I'm, I'm I saw regular, one I'm regular of, degular. I saw that in one line, Jimmy. I said, really now? Get my little cut with my quarters in it. Really? Put my, I have to follow directions because it'd be a lot of directions on those washers. You're like, okay, where does the detergent go? I'm cracking up. Where does the bleach go? All right, where does the fabric softener go? Because they have numbers and And like all that. of that stuff go in the same hole. I know it all goes through the same stuff, but I guess it's time to where it releases at certain times. I guess I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I I think that um, one of my questions was, and I have a lot of questions here. Good. Um, but how do you know that something is triggering? I know that something is triggering based off of. And this leads into my next question, actually, based off of the change that I have with inside of me, whether it be mentally, physically or emotionally. OK, so um, I try my best to stay even okay. about, you know, and know myself. But if I can, if I notice that my emotions are fluctuating or my mindset is impaired or uh, overactive yeah. or I'm physically um, like maybe I, I don't want to get out of bed or I don't, you know, I feel sick to my stomach or stuff like that. Then that isn't that are, those are like symptoms okay. of a deeper problem and something may be triggering me. Mm -hmm. So those are like the things that kind of, kickstart the investigation of what's going on and then when i do the what's going on i look and i'm like okay well this is happening or whatever the case may be and typically that's how i know that i'm being triggered by mm. something or another huh. okay so you 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 you're it sounds like you are in tune with how you feel in the moment like your, I try your present to be, emotions I try to be sometimes you're not sometimes you're, you're not all the way in tune you know what I mean mm -hmm. and sometimes you could be triggered for a minute and you don't even know that you triggered yeah. you know what I mean and then by the time you realize you're like oh crap that's what's going on but you know it just you know I try I try to be intentional about it because yeah. like I was telling you earlier one of my it's part of my expectations for myself. Okay. So that's why I have that that um, gauge with my with myself because I've been intentionally trying to work on my mental, emotional, and spiritual space in mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical space uh -huh. to prepare myself for the next generation. So I've been intentional about that. Mm -hmm. So like. When things come in that I don't want to come in mm -hmm. and it starts to steer my ship in a way that I am not trying to steer it, it becomes very evident that I am going in a different direction. Mm. And that's a trigger. Okay. Well, at least that's how I how you perceive. It. Yeah. I don't know. You know what's interesting for me? My trigger mm -hmm. 
is my job. Child, listen, my old job. My, look, no, not my job like that. It's so one of my triggers is that I'm a healer. You saying the word job just triggered me. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, like I'm a healer, and yes. so when someone presents something to me and and they need help, yeah, it triggers me to want to help because I'm a healer. Mm -hmm. And so when I say my job, my job is helping people. Yeah, and so there's a level of triggering that I experience on the daily. Yeah, and and so I have to intentionally do things to bring myself out of there. Right, because. Obviously, I can't control everyone's life. No. I can't fix people. You cannot. My job is not to fix you. No, My it is not. It's to help you fix yourself. Absolutely. Right. And so I'm constantly being triggered and having to use my own coping strategies on the daily. That's true. And so, um, you know, the question of how do I know? How do I know is when I feel a certain level of closeness. Like I feel this mm -hmm. deep closeness with someone when I know that they when they when they need help. Mm -hmm. you know and i have to tell myself okay what is that mm -hmm. so it's like it's like an internal conversation that i'm having like okay mm -hmm. you feel you felt this depth of emotion empathy for this person all right is this the healthy one or is this the triggering one yeah you know and i have to consciously say okay all right what tony can you, you do? can't save yeah, them all i can't save them all i can't i can't save any of them you cannot you know? save them you can only give them the yeah. tools yeah. i can only give i can only plant the seed and there they have go. to water it and they have to fertilize it and themselves. all that stuff. and so for me i like i said i notice it when i feel a deeper sense of empathy absolutely it, then that's like the that's when the warning uh, light goes off. It's like okay, Danger. let's stop right here and let's check in. Let's make yeah. sure that we're going down. We're going the right way. Make sure this is healthy and not yes. unhealthy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, my follow up question to that is pretty similar. What mental, what mentally, physically, and emotionally happens to you when you encounter your triggers, negative triggers? What physically, mentally, emotionally happens to me? I give some examples for people who might not necessarily know if they are dealing with triggers. What's something that happens to you? So I think it's a combination of what I've experienced from others and my and myself. I think that when a person is triggered and, you know, even myself, sometimes it can it can show up physically as like it can be painful. Mm -hmm. um, you can feel a certain level of so maybe soreness in your joints because you get kind of tensed. Um, also it could trigger, it, tr it can trigger you to have, you know, experience anxiety symptoms or depression symptoms or, um, you know, people that have, you know, eating disorders, it can trigger mm -hmm. that as well. And so when you start to see a change in like your behavior a little bit mm -hmm. or just how you feel physically, um, that is, those are sometimes warning signs of you being triggered. If you're not cognizant, like if you're not present and knowing what's going on, your body will let you know that, hey, you're triggered by something, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's maybe it was an abusive situation that you experienced as a kid uh, or any time. Maybe there was an assault and you see a, you see a shirt that the person wore, the perpetrator sure. wore, and now you're triggered. But maybe you're in your mind, you don't you're not cognizant of that. But subconsciously, you're just like, oh, man, um, I'm staying away from that section. I'm not even going to go to that store anymore. You yeah. start you might have a panic attack. You might have, you know, um you might start to become emotional. And so it's just being aware of those things. Yeah. Those are, those can be some, some symptoms of 
being triggered. Yeah. Um, me personally. Yeah. Um, it's not many things that I would say. Think the things that the physical symptoms I might experience when I'm triggered, and it's not many things that trigger me, but um, sometimes it can be um, tears. And I don't cry often. It's is and I'm, it, I'm not one of those males. Or is it angry tears? It's not angry. It's just empathy. It's like a deep empathy. Yeah. And so, like I told you, my trigger is like I've you know when people need help because you know oh, like go, when we're going back to like my childhood of people always looking to me to help them, right? Mm-hmm. And not because they weren't able to or anything, but that was just how it was. That was the family. role. It's like okay, you know. Tony, do this. Tony, I need you to do this. Tony, I need you to go pick this up. Tony, I need you to do this. And so I grew up always feeling as though um, I had to I had to help. Right. I had to be the helper. And so if anybody ever needed something, they called me. I had to say, yeah. Right. You know, and so now as an adult, when someone I'm presenting with someone who is in need of something and I, I know they need something. Right. It triggers me to want to get back into that role again. Right. And so now I'm consciously and intentionally making sure that I'm dealing with that in that moment so that I don't fall back into those traps again. I don't fall victim to those, you know, we we talk about trauma. Like that can be considered trauma of of being expected to be the helper. Mm -hmm. That can be traumatic as well. So, that's what I was saying at the mm-hmm. beginning when I was like that role people put on you yeah. and you feeling like you have to fill that role because somebody put you there. You don't have to stay in that situation. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with removing yourself if that is not. People put expectations on us all the time that yeah. is not healthy for what we're trying to accomplish in our lives. But you know, so, they, they put that on you. But as a kid, you don't know. You don't know. You, you don't know that you you can say no. Absolutely. And honestly, no, you, you don't. Say, you you can't say no. You, you, I, I not in a black family. Yeah, you can't. I remember I got it. I got no. Actually, my grandma saved me because my mama kept calling me, and they tell this story to this day that she kept calling me, and I was like, ma'am, 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 ma'am. You and, did not. And my mama was ready to get me, and my grandma said, "Don't you touch that boy. You didn't call him all day. Leave leave him alone." Funny thing is, she was doing the same thing, so. It didn't change, but you know. So she said, "Tony, Tony, Tony." Yeah. You said, "Ma'am, ma'am, 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 ma'am." ma'am. <laughs> like, Lord, I keep calling me. I want to watch cartoons like all the other kids. Like, Jesus, but will you please let me get back yeah, to my Thundercats? <laughs> right, stay off my lawn, please. But uh, but yeah, so so yeah, that 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 would answer my question for that one. So for me, in particular, when it comes to that, what I do, what what I notice physically, mentally, and emotionally, um, when I get triggered, is me reverting back to an earlier version of myself. Ooh. Like, when I get triggered, it's just like I'm going to different... You know how you got, like, 10.0 version and mm. 11.0 version and 13.0 version. I go back to, like... 8.36 version. You like, wait yeah. a minute. What is what is what is going on? What so it brings the- you it brings you back to that that moment. Yeah, I go to a downgraded version of myself. Mm-hmm. And it and it's it's like physically I go there and mentally I go there or emotionally, but still I know that 
I know that I'm doing this. You see what I'm saying? So it's not like my mind goes there and I'm just lost in this downgraded area. It's that I revert back into an older version of myself. And then I'm like, well, why did I do that? You know what I mean? Or why did I feel that I needed to come back here to deal with the problem? I don't need to come back to where I was in the mindset that I was in at that time to deal with this problem. I walked through life quite a bit of ways since that problem mm. and acquired quite a bit of wisdom along the way and knowledge. So if I pair those two things together, then I'll have better understanding on how to deal with this problem instead of trying to revert back to the moment and yeah. solve it in that moment. And a lot of times I feel like a lot of people do that. Um, you get hurt as a child and then you, you talk from that hurt child place. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead of, um, instead of analyzing it from where you are now yeah. and working through it because you're stronger now. You know what I mean? You weren't yeah. as strong then than you are now, True. hopefully. You know, so... Um, I was a big boy back then. Too, yeah, so. you know, hopefully some people, some people had great childhoods and have terrible adult lives. You know, yeah. it's the flip flop. But <laughs> <laughs> for real, but for the ninety eight percent of us in America, we childhood was trash. No, I'm just kidding. But it, <laughs> but um, oh, man. but um, you know, it's just it's just um it's just a, a opportunity and um to for me, I guess to look at where I, where I still need work okay. in. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm getting triggered often in a certain area, then it's like, okay, sh you just you just was going to sweep that in the corner. You weren't going to clean that part. You weren't mm. going to clean that part of the living room, huh? Right. You just thought that we weren't going to never pick up that pile of trash, huh? <laughs> just kick it over there, huh? Right, just put it in the corner. I feel like that's what my brain be telling me. Like, so... So for real, you just gonna act like this ain't here. Yeah. For real. And I'm like, what you talking about? I cleaned. I cleaned mm -hmm. it. I did. Right. Ryan, like, nah, bruh. Sweep it right down out to the middle of the floor. Right. Like, I'm the, like, like the kid that be sweeping, they just be sweeping. The, no, like the they kid. They be sweeping nowhere. It just be <laughs> dust flying everywhere. They're like, you are not sweeping. Or the kid that be cleaning up and throw everything in the closet mm -hmm. and a prayer come in and yank all that stuff out of the closet, put it yeah. back on the floor. I feel like that my brain does that sometimes when mm -hmm. I get triggered. Right. And it's it's an indication that I need to address some of this stuff. I cannot just shove it in the closet and at act like point, it does at what point do you notice that you're doing that when my brain keeps pulling it out into the middle of the floor okay help me understand so if i'm dealing with a particular issue and i don't want to deal with it and i shove it away in my mind's closet you know what i mean uh -huh. and then i get triggered you know what i mean and now i'm having all the emotional emotional issues or whatnot of that particular thing um well up inside of me Mm -hmm. And then maybe I make it through that day or whatever the case may be. And two days come up and I get triggered again. And it's the same situation over. And then I repeat. And then two or three times I go through this same cycle. Eventually, I'm going to be like, now, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. What in the deja vu? What is going on? So and, it keeps repeating itself. Yeah. Like it keeps repeating itself or it keeps not even necessarily the same thing. I keep getting triggered to the same situation mm. and then that is telling me like and it may it may be different things that it may be different aspects about the situation that trigger it may be i may have multiple triggers for one thing 
You know what I mean? Wow. So, like, the laundromat situation I gave you guys earlier. Mm. So, like, I could have a trigger, a triggering situation with a, a, a washing machine. And then I could turn around and have a triggering situation with a, a bus. Mm. And I could turn around and have a triggering situation with... Some laundry detergent. T- right. <laughs> <laughs> or have a triggering a situation five, with a whole bunch out. of coins. You know what I mean? And oh. I'm just like... Why do I keep thinking about this laundromat situation? Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. And it just be random things that bring me back to this same spot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do I keep thinking about this? This happened yeah. eons ago. Why am I keep coming back to the same? Now why does it keep popping back Yeah. Up? And I feel like when that happens and when I realize, because sometimes, like I was saying earlier, you don't realize right away. You know, I'm hard-headed. And sometimes I don't realize all the way because I'm... I'm hard-headed, and I like to ask a lot of questions and not listen the first time. So, and I do that to myself. I do it to people in real life, and I do it to myself. Mm. And somebody would tell me something, and I'd be like, well, do you really mean that? And they're like, I said what I said. What? what why, is, <laughs> why are you asking these questions? I don't right. understand. You know what I mean? But I do that to myself as well, and myself would just be like, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and just keep putting it back out in front of me until I realize this is what I'm trying to get you to pay attention to. This is what I'm trying to get you to work through. You know, that reminds, so it kind of goes in, so I, I talked about, well, I wrote about um, like an activity that I use with some of my clients. Ooh, I like um, activities. And I don't necessarily have a name for it, but I call it the wave activity. And That's so, a name for it. Okay, there it is. That's the what? name, the wave activity. I don't necessarily. I didn't create this. I don't ha- I'm pretty I don't sure care. that someone else created it, but I don't use care. it. Um, How are you going to say, hold on, hold on, hold on, friends of the podcast. <laughs> How are you going to say, I don't necessarily have a name for it, but I call it that. I just kind of canceled it out. I'm telling you, when you call something, you call it by name. You you named it right there. there That's what it is. So it's the wave activity. This is the wave activity, y'all. So I use it with a lot of kids. Okay. uh, I like, like I said, I'm I'm a symbolism person. All right, teach us, teach us. Like pictures, and so um, we talk about triggers as a wave. Uh, Triggers are like waves. Waves, you know, are a part of life. They are a part of you know the ocean. There are many things that cause it. Cause waves, you know, the scientists out there can Sound tell you. Wave. You know, when, more so like we're talking about ocean waves at oh, this time. Okay. So ocean waves, you know, temperature, the the weather that's in, in the ocean, mm-hmm. the shift between cold and warm fronts, mm-hmm. you know, all these things can cause these Crest waves to and come. trough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just like waves, we have triggers. And so we can either deal with waves in three different ways. Mm-hmm. You can either A, stay out of the water. Right? For real, you can stay out, clean out the water. You don't have to deal with a wave if you're out the water, unless it's a tidal wave. Then you, you know, that's a whole other story. You know, so you can either do it that way, or, and so what that is is you ignore things, you mm-hmm. ignore your triggers. So and that's if, when they pull it out. So the maybe the trigger is a particular store where you saw someone hurt at. Right? I ain't going there. And so now I'm staying away from that store for the rest of my life. So that is how that's what it is to Ooh. stay out of the ocean. You want me to give right? you a good example of that? Okay. Common thing that people do for that um, may have had a bad experience with a dog when they're young. Yes. Never, ex- never touch dogs, see dogs, yep. be around dogs yep. ever again for the rest of your life. They are staying out of the water, <laughs> right? So the next way is uh-huh. you just jump out there and you just face it, right? People jump out there and I'm just going to fight the wave. Uh-huh. Right? I'm going to fight the trigger, and so that might look like okay, there is, you know, maybe. 
you know, maybe you were abused as a kid. Mm -hmm. And so you might still interact with that person. Even though you feel triggered by them, you're still going to be in around. You're still going to be around them. You're still going to communicate with them. And it's going to be kind of an unsaid thing. Okay. We're not talking about it, but yet I feel this way when I'm around you, but Mm -hmm. yet I'm just going to deal with it. Okay. Maybe it's a a family member that's, you know, it, it could be deep where, you know, maybe it's it's been something that was never talked about. And so you just kind of deal with it, right? Ooh, child, we talking about something now. Yeah. And so that's just jumping out in the ocean. And so what happens when you do that is you're at the mercy of the wave. You're at the mercy of the trigger. And so you have no control. You have no way to di- dictate how you deal with it. You have no way to dictate your emotions because the wave is going to throw you where it's going to throw you. For real. Flip you back and forth. Uh-huh. Flop you around. And then you have the third way. The third way. The third way that you deal with waves, you surf. Yes. You learn to surf. And ride so you get your wave. boogie board and you get out there and you learn to ride the wave to safety. Up and, and down. That is what we call, we use our coping strategies. Yes. And so when, when we deal with triggers, because sometimes you can't ignore it, you can't yeah. stay out of the ocean. And you damn sure shouldn't just be jumping out there trying to fight the wave because okay. you're at the mercy of it. And so let's find a way, a more controlled way to deal with it. And so when when triggers are, you know, when we are approached by our triggers, we have strategies that we use. And the one thing I do with my clients is we come up with different strategies that they, they can use to help them when they're triggered. So it might be breathing exercises. Um, I work with kids, so sometimes it's video games. Sometimes it's going out and riding your bike. Sometimes it's trying a new recipe or Maybe it's talking to a friend or identifying some close family members or close people in your life that you can talk to when you're triggered. Like it's all these different things that you can come up with, but they're what always call them our surfboards. Mm-hmm. They're they're they are our way that we deal with the, the waves to get ourselves back to a safe place. I love that. And so that is a good strategy that, you know, I, parents definitely use with your children use them for yourself as well maybe for real parents use for yourself yeah and kiru use after this podcast <laughs> i like that i really do i like that surfboard and it, you know you can use a lot of color you can draw mm-hmm. how big your wave is like yeah when you're triggered how big is the wave is, mm-hmm. it a, is it a little bitty wave maybe it's a huge tidal wave that's right like, okay so now we're identifying what that how big that trigger is can be to us right you know or how big that trigger can be to us and so um so it's it's a very good art art activity but you know it's really good for identifying those things so right. that we can prepare ourselves you know might call it a cbt type exercise hmm. so yeah i like that yeah i, I like that i haven't done one in a while actually i i feel like there's a few clients that i should do one with but you know we'll get there that kind of cancels out my last question my last questions was what are steps that can be taken to heal from triggering situations and that's a really good actually so what i wrote down here you um, got some more steps so i wrote no um and to, to answer your question a little bit um, one of the therapies that is out there, and I'm not as fluent about this, but I do know it a little. Um, EMDR is a very good therapy. What for, is EMDR? So EMDR is it stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and re- Reprocessing. And so the concept of EMDR is that, um, just to simplify it, um, we use body-based techniques called bilateral stimulation. Mm-hmm. Um, during which a therapist would guide a client through eye movements, tones, or tapping in order to move a memory that has been like incorrectly um, stored to, to move to a functional part of the brain. Because trauma 
because during trauma, our brain can store memories incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And so during the therapy, we're moving the memories to a place in your brain where you can properly process it. Um, and that could look like different things for different people. Right. Um, but that has shown to be a very effective therapy for dealing with trauma mm-hmm. um, to where those triggers are no longer, um, and they're not as powerful or they become extinguished. That's nice. Um, so if, if, if anyone out there is struggling with um, trauma in their life that they've experienced and they're trying to overcome it, searching for a therapist first and foremost, but searching for someone who is EMDR trained mm-hmm. and certified um, would be a really good bet. Um, I've never undergone it myself. I actually want to. I don't, honestly, I don't have any. Maybe I have to sit and think about it. I don't really have much trauma. Mm-hmm. I have trauma, but. I feel like I've worked through it, but you know, it's it's always good to just try something to see what happens, what comes out of it. Right. You know, and so I haven't done it myself, but I hear from other people that have tried it that it's been quite effective. Okay. Um, so just for out there, if you all are looking for that. Um, so that's what I would encourage is to seek a therapist, um, someone who is EMDR trained. I like that. What about you? What do you think? For um just like other strategies that you deal is- with. I my my favorite strat. You already know what mine is singing. You already well, mine is meditation, meditation, yoga, exercise, and prayer. That's my prayer. Those, prayer. Okay. Yeah. So those are my those are my my ways of um, dealing and healing through uh, triggering situations. I feel that. Prayer and meditation go hand in hand. You know, one is talking to the divine or your higher power, whoever it is that you believe in, and one is listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Prayer is when you talk to. Meditation is when you listen. So having a conversation with. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's that's. Prayers when is prayers you talking to and meditation. Absolutely. Wow. And so um, when um, and a lot of people we. I have to tell we have this whole nother con- whole nother podcast about that. But a lot of people don't um they miss that part and that's why there's a lot of frustration because they're not completing the conversational circle. Okay. But um having a communion with your higher power, whatever that is for you, um, can prove to be very therapeutic in triggering um situations. Uh-huh. Also Exercise. I like to exercise because I feel like it releases endorphins and um, puts you in a state of euphoria and it makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. If you're angry, it helps you release your anger. If you're feeling sad, it helps you push through your emotions of sadness by flooding your um, BBB with a healthy dose of um, dopamine, which Uh gets you all excited, which is awesome. So, you know, that's a good way to um, fight through a triggering situation or, you know, um, like you were saying earlier, just doing something you love, like singing or cooking or art. I'm a big art person. So just getting lost in something you love or watching a nice movie. I've been doing a lot of singing lately myself. Yes. I For some reason, I've been like stuck on Dionne Warwick greatest hits. Oh, I like Dionne Warwick. I love Dionne Warwick. I, it may be, um, that's what I friends just, are she always from. reminded me of my grandmother. family member. Yep. But my grandmother wasn't a singer, but like just the way she sounds, I feel like if my grandmother knew how to sing, this is my mom's mom. 
If she knew how to sing, sing for real, I feel like she would have sounded like Dionne Ward. So when I hear it, that's a trigger. It just makes me think of my grandmother. It's a trigger. And she has like such a strong voice, but it's sweet. Well, maybe that is why you're stuck on it because you're being triggered to recall and remember your grandmother. Maybe could possibly. You know, I I intentionally think about my grandmother um, because she passed in 2004, uh, my freshman year of college, and so. She was one of my mothers growing up. She, I always say I had five mothers growing up. Mm-hmm. She was definitely one of them who who really helped build the spiritual foundation that is me. Well, then, that even more so, maybe in, that, in those moments where um, you are feeling called to listen to Dion or things like that, maybe in those moments, um, that energy from your grandmother is comforting you yeah. or supporting you or pushing you forward or nurturing you because mm. that is your experience with her. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that's beautiful. I got a, I got a fun question. It can, it can be fun, but it can be also, it goes with the, the conversation. It Let's can. go. So the question is, if you can go back in time, what moment would you undo or change? <sighs> <laughs> I think about that if I can go back in time something you can actually talk about <laughs> thank you thank you for giving me that um, if I can go back in time the moment that I would undo or change <laughs> is still be in high school um, it would be Probably freshman year of high school. Okay. So, um, when I was in middle school, well, I was, you were there. You know me. Um, (laughs) Well, you know me and as a child, but I wasn't necessarily the most popular person. I wasn't the most. um, What? You weren't popular? Don't play with me. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody put that on Facebook earlier. Like, were you popular in high school? And I'm like, Yes, yeah. Tony was popular, y'all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess Tony was popular. I was not, I just, but just it's fun. all cool. Anyway, not, not about me. It's about you. What okay, was your- so like in middle school, I didn't have, I didn't really have a very good middle school situation. I was very much so Issa Rae. I was awkward black girl all middle throughout school. middle school. I was so because I. I didn't know what to do with myself in middle school. I was very tomboyish growing up. I didn't I didn't know where I fit. You know what I mean? And middle school is like the it's like the sorting hat of schools. <laughs> you know Potter what I mean? Reference. For real, it is. It's like this is who you are now. This is your existence from here on. And yeah. I was like, I'm not trying to be no Hufflepuff. What do you mean? Right. I like Slytherin and Gryffindor too. You want to be a and no, I don't. I oh, didn't like. Sl- I like Ravenclaw because they were, you know, smart. And Hufflepuff was nice, mm. and Gryffindor was brave. I really fool with Slytherin like that. Slytherin, that's where all the snakes were, right? Yeah, that's my best friend. She likes Slytherin. <laughs> but anyway, um, so in middle school, I had this whole thing, and so I didn't really fit. So I stayed to myself and people had a, people had a problem with that. Like me not talking to, talking to people, people had a problem with that and they wanted to harass me, I guess so to say, you know how you poke the bear, yeah. like you got to poke, oh, she ain't going to, she's just going to sit up at the front of the bus. I'm going to bother her and see what she does. Poke, 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 right. poke, 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 you know what I mean? And in middle school, I was a fighter. 
Mm. I was I was just like, listen, like I had to fight to like all my life for real to like listen like y'all is not just gonna beat up on the little nerdy kid like man leave me alone i'm just trying to go to school that's it <laughs> and so like having the opportunity to go to summit and have a different situation i was it was like a fresh start for me but my freshman year Somebody wanted to do, they just, they just present, I got presented with the same situation again. Somebody trying to fight you? Yeah. I had a fight my freshman year and if I could change anything, I would change that. I would have reacted differently to that fight. I wouldn't have fought that girl, even though, you know. I'm trying to think if I remember this. It was bad. I don't remember. I got suspended and then I got, my, my daddy took me for ice cream. I was sad that I couldn't go to school, but I was. My daddy took me. My daddy was so proud of me. He took me for ice cream. He was like, "That's my girl. Don't let nobody pick on you." I'm like, "You are not a good influence, right?" We, now. we, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about this off mic. I wanna know who this person was. <laughs> but anyway, so if I could change anything, I would change that because I feel like that kind of triggered me back into the my shell a little bit in high school. Okay. I had an opportunity to like be who I wanted to be uh-huh. and I allowed that situation to just put me right back in the shell that I was in in middle school and I feel like that was the one moment that I feel like would have um changed the trajectory of my yeah. of my life okay. a lot of ways okay. I know it was a long roundabout way but y'all know I'm long-winded I'm sorry look well I'm short-winded <laughs> uh the one of the things that I would change so in in college at Missouri State, there was this group called the Baritones. And the it Baritones, was, and it was a group of guys who did like barbershop type music. Ooh, quartet music! You know, you can still do it that. It was like a double quartet. It was like eight of them, eight or nine of them, maybe. Uh huh. And I used to they used to have auditions, and yeah. I used to be like, I ain't doing that. I don't want to be out here with them pinstripe suits. On, I hate singing. you. But like, as I got older, like I'm like, man, that would have been so cool to do that. So if I could go back, I would have auditioned to be a part of the baritone. You know that we have a very large barbershop quartet um, community here in St. Louis. Really? Actually, mm-hmm, my uh, supervisor at my job, he is he sings in a he's a baritone and he sings in a barbershop quartet and they do um, shows in Vegas and all mm-hmm. over. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to get you that information. Yeah, they we'll call them out. the baritones because you know our mascot in college was the bears. Oh, so it's the baritone. I'm hollering. And they used to do, <laughs> we used, they used to do events like every time we had like student events, they would come out and sing or perform. And I, I just like, man, I should have did that. You should have. I, I I was going through some things in college. You got so. in that big school and you got nervous. Well, I, no, I wasn't nervous. I big just fish in the big pond. I was about to play football. I was trying to figure life out. I, you know, we talk about that in another podcast <laughs> about uh, going to college as un, you know being undecided. Oh my like, god! Figuring out figuring out your life after high school. That's a good question. We definitely need to do yeah. that. Yeah, so that's what I would have done. So, um, we have, I, I think that's pretty much all we got to talk about today. Yeah. So, let's uh, let's move on to our... Before we move uh, on to that, uh, I do want to say, I do want to say since um, Thanksgiving is coming up to all of our um, lovely um, 
self-lovers out there. I know that some of us are, um, we have traumatic situations or triggering situations when we um, encounter family. Um, Definitely. Make sure that you um, put some deposits in your bank before you put yourself in a situation that is going to cause for withdrawals. Mm. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is this. Sufficient funds. Yes. When you know that you are going to be walking into a triggering situation or a possibly traumatic situation for yourself, you should prepare yourself before you go. Don't walk in there expecting everything to be um, perfect or for everyone to respect um, your growth and where you have been when you haven't been around them because they're not aware of that. Prepare yourself mentally and emotionally for the fact that you might be triggered. Mm. You know, get yourself some, like uh, T said, get yourself some coping mechanisms, get yourself some, 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 write a list. Yeah. Um, you know, we got a couple of days before Thursday, mm-hmm. write a list and figure out, you know, some things that you can do. Um, so that way, if this is a situation for you, you're not caught off guard. You're mm-hmm. not taking the test without studying. Yeah. You know, so sometimes you have to rehearse situations so that you can know, okay, this is how I'm going to respond when this happens. Absolutely. You know, so I, I, I find that to be helpful as well when you're dealing with when you're dealing with situations where you know, either it's expected or unexpected, you know, but you can like I say rehearse and figure out, okay, what am I gonna say here, here, here? I got one. What? So mine is it's a little triggering, but at the same time, it's my great granny who's who who does this thing. And uh my family will know what I'm talking about. But I love my great granny and you know she's She's older. She's like, she's 95 now. Okay. So, she, you know, once you get to a certain age, you say what you want to say. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, look, I and my great granny, she she loves to say, she loves to call people out when they get fat. And <laughs> I gained a lot of weight one year. And I was just dreading going to the holiday because I was like, she going to call me fat. I ain't got time to be dealing with this. I already know I'm fat. I don't want to talk about me being fat. I just don't want to. And listen, and I had to, the first couple of times that I dealt with it, I was, it was like a dreading situation. I was like, uh, I don't want to do, you know, but I need to see my granny. But at the same time, she finna call me fat. She always say, and she said, this is what she be like. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, baby. How big mama are you doing? Getting big, is you? That's what she say every time. Well, you know, you need to exercise. Can't just be letting yourself go out here. Oh, I know. I actually have been ex- Really? Oh, Lord. Okay, Grandma, I'm going to try better. Next, next holiday, hopefully you have something better to say, you know. And, you know, that was a triggering situation for me because I had a lot of other things that happened behind me gaining weight. Mm-hmm. Like I gained a lot of weight because um, of the whole situation with my dad and my dad passing yeah. away and everything and all that. So I had a lot of unresolved situations with that yeah. that 
the weight was already reminding me of anyway. Yeah. And that was just an extra flag on top of it. And even though I know that my 95-year-old grandma is not trying to hurt me, it still was a trigger for me. So what I did was I asked myself, okay, why is this a trigger? Okay, this is a trigger because um, you gain this weight or you're the heaviest you've ever been because uh-huh. of you having unhealthy coping mechanisms with losing your father okay so now we need to we need to we need to handle this you know what i mean mm-hmm. whether that means getting a gym whether that means uh change your diet whether whatever that means right. and um that's something that i had to do i had to get more active i had to eat differently you know what i mean but i had to decide to make those types of deposits so that way when she saw me Eventually, it got to the point to where it was, I see you doing, I see you trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which made me feel like that I was handling the situation. You know what I mean? And it wasn't just, I wasn't just staying stagnant in it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's one of my examples. Yeah, my I, my grandma would say so like that, but I didn't care. I was, I've been big <laughs> my whole life, so none of that worked. I don't know. I, what did she used to say? I feel like she was like, you need to just lose a couple of pounds, big big boy. But but then she would feed me all this food. I'm like, so <laughs> nobody knew how to eat healthy in my family. It'll call us big for no reason. Cause you ain't helping at all. Not at all. It is what it is though. So um this week Ooh, let's, let's, let's move to our medicine for the week for the Yes The self lovers out there. Yes. Here's some medicine for you for the week. Yes. So you want to start with your affirmation. Okay. Okay. For the affirmations for this week. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. People, places, and things can only affect me if I allow it. People, places, and things can only affect me if I allow it. People, places, and things can only affect me if I allow it. Okay, and next, I have risen above my circumstances and I am walking towards my promise. I have risen above my circumstances and I am walking towards my promise. I have risen above my circumstances and I am walking towards my promise. And lastly, I am an healthy, honest, and whole soul. I am a healthy, honest, and whole soul. I am a healthy, honest, and whole soul. That is your affirmations for this those are some week. good ones i had to think about that because i think you got some really good ones here this week Ooh, yeah the I'm medicine getting good meditate on these so the the journal prompt i thought you know we would kind of shift um just from the topic a little bit this week and just kind of have something a little lighthearted. um 
One of the questions that I like to ask people, um, one of the newer questions that I like to ask people is, what is their idea of the perfect day? And so this week for your prompt, um, I want you all to do some self-reflection to describe what your perfect day would be like. You know, if you're in a relationship, what does that look like for a date maybe? Or if it's just, it could be a working relationship, but any kind of relationship, it doesn't even matter. What is your idea of your perfect day? And I want you to write about it and just reflect on what it will look like and how you could possibly allow get that to happen. Um, so that is the prompt for this week. That is wonderful. Yeah. So this week has been pretty cool. Um, I know we've been a little choppy uh, because of our minor setback. Uh, For a major comeback, we out here. We back on point now. So yeah, um, I'm looking forward to some, you know, building some kind of consistency and normalcy with, you know, the whole schedule. So I'm excited, especially for you all. You all get to hear the podcast on on Sundays. Absolutely. Uh, You know, Sunday marks the beginning of the week. Absolutely. And And we got to put ourselves first. Yeah, we want y'all to start off on the right foot. Absolutely. So we hope you guys have a fabulous uh, Thanksgiving week, um, that you enjoy your time with your family and that you make some good deposits into your account Mm -hmm. so that you have um, a wonderful experience and make fabulous memories. Yes. And um, whether that is your reality or not, we will still be here on Sunday to give you everything that you need right here at the Self Love Society. Mm -hmm. We love you. And so I'm Tony. Oh wait, I forgot. Oh, we cannot do this. I didn't forget my name. <laughs> I forgot to give y'all some resources. Oh, resource. I share. forgot about that. Okay, so the resource share for this podcast is the Confident Counselor. You can find them at www.confidentcounselors.com. On Confident Counselors, you can find 75 free school counseling resources for bullying, grief, kindness. LGBTQ, mindfulness, social, emotional learning, trauma, and many more. So if you are a parent that is... Um that has a child or a teen that is struggling with any of these things or a... Um, a healer or you yourself there are plenty of resources 75 different uh, resources on this website confident counselors that can give you some great tools to work through a lot of a um, lot of um, things and that's confident counselors with an s or counselors with an s okay. so c-o-n-f-i-d-e-n-t c-o-u-n-s-e-l O-R-S dot com. Mm. And if you missed it, just rewind the podcast. But anyway, yeah, dot com. And with that being said, we love y'all. We love you all. And you all have a blessed week and productive week as well. That's right. I'm in Kiru, the love guru. And I'm Tony Gillen, licensed professional counselor. And we will see you next Sunday. Bye. Bye, guys.